Good day and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotion. My name is Nandi Fleming and I'll be your host for today's worship. Before we start, let us just close our eyes for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we realize that the magnitude of sin is something that we truly do not understand. Lord, we we take it for granted that you forgive and that you are so gracious towards us, but we truly do not understand the effects of sin within our lives and how it truly destroys us from the inside out. And Lord, my prayer today is, is that as we learn more about sin and how you deal with sin and how you are gracious and merciful towards us, Lord, that we will not waste that grace, but that we will rely on your love and your forgiveness to have a new life, Lord, not just for the world to come in heaven, but Lord, for this life here on earth so that we will be refreshed by your mercy by your grace and by your forgiveness this is my prayer in your name amen the verse that i'd like to share with you today comes from the book of exodus chapter 34 and verse 6 it says and the lord passed by before him and proclaimed the lord the lord god merciful and gracious long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth keeping mercy for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. The title for my talk today is Do Not Graduate in Your Sin. So we've been speaking about sin and the different levels of sin or the different types of sin. And there really is three levels, if I could call it that. Sin, sinner, and sinist. This is how I would like to describe it. But, you know, these words aren't real words. But just to think of it in that sense, you know, the, 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 the levels of sin. Now, the Jewish tradition also recognizes three types of sin for which a person must do confession for and also repent of. And the Hebrew words that are used for these three levels, I forgot to call it, is kata, which we've dealt with, avon and pesha. The Greek equivalents are hamarsia, anomia and adikia if I'm pronouncing them correctly. And we can see all three of these types or levels of sin coming out in Psalms 32 verse 1 to 2, which was a prayer of David. He says, Blessed is he whose transgressions, that's the pesha, that's the highest level, is forgiven, whose sins, kata, that's the lower level which we've dealt with, is covered. And blessed are the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. It is Avon, which we're going to introduce today, and whose, in whose spirit there is no guile. Now, the Jewish tradition sort of, sort of gives a definition of each three of these. Kata being the lowest level, then Avon, and then Pesha. And this is why I say do not graduate in your sin, because the one sin really leads into the other. And the definition of Kata or some call it chet, is a sin that is done unwittingly. In other words, you, it's caused through ignorance or negligence or sometimes even both. And then the second level is the sin of avon. Um, it is an intentional sin, a purposeful sin, where you know that something is wrong, you have come to the knowledge of wrongdoing, but you keep doing it anyway. You give in to your sinful desires and your sinful nature. It is something that is really twisted and distorted. It is when you break the moral law of God um, and you are turning away from the perfect will of God even though you know it is wrong and then you get the third level which is Pesha and this is the sin of rebellion where you are now volatilely moving away from the Lord and you are through an act of defiance going into rebellion full-scale rebellion against God and turning away from him so if I were to look at Psalms 32 verse 1 to 2 again and sort of read it with these definitions in mind it would read blessed is he whose rebellion is forgiven, 
whose ignorance and negligence is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord does not impute his intentional sins, and in whom there is no spirit and no guile. So, Basically, we've looked at the first one, which is kata, the one that's mentioned in the middle, the one that is covered. And I just want to do a short summary of what we've learned so far about kata before we can move into avon, because laying the basis for it is very important. So we said that kata in the Hebrew or hamarsia in the Greek, basically the definition of it is, is that it is a sin of ignorance or negligence. It means to miss the mark or to stray from the right path, to have had good intentions but have ended up doing that which is wrong. And the reason for this really is a lack of knowledge, not knowing what is right and wrong, um, sometimes external circumstances, not practicing or being practiced enough within righteousness. Maybe you acted too fast without thinking. And a biblical example of this, the first place where we see um, this type of kata, this sin that is mentioned is in Genesis 4 verse 7 in the life of Cain, where the Bible says, Cain, um, sin is crouching at your door and it wants you. Um, in other words, you know, you're going to make a mistake. Be careful. And the way that God views this is he says it is a transgression of his law. Um, the Bible says that it is the character of the devil that causes kata. And the punishment thereof is death. You see, it says the wages of sin is death. But it does not have to lead to death. The sin of kata doesn't have to lead to death. Because um, how God deals with it is he paid for it and this is why he can overlook it he paid for it he covered it and now he can cover it because he paid for it he removes it he cleanses it he destroys it and he does this with his righteousness he covers us with his righteousness when we have you know unintentionally you know transgressed or strayed from the path and what we should do the bible has taught us in the previous lessons when it comes to the sin of kata or hamarsha is that we should confess this sin we we should repent from it and turn away from it. We should learn to practice righteousness by constant repetition of it. We should learn to resist this evil and we should be born again because being born again will remove the sin of sinful mistakes, this, this ignorant sins that we commit. And we need to learn to be guided by the will of God constantly so that we will do that which is right as opposed to the weaknesses of ignorance. So, if we do not learn to experience sanctification, which is basically to overcome kata, the tendencies to go back to our defaults and our faults of ignorance, um, these ignorant faults must be replaced with tendencies to do God's will. So yes, if we're constantly making mistakes, we need to learn to constantly do what is right so that Christ's character can be perfected in us. Because if we do not, then even this sin of kata, even though its liability is low, it will be punished if we do not repent, if we do not confess, and if we do not learn to overcome by the grace of God and by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Then we will carry the cost of kata ourselves in other words the penalty of this sin kata is death and 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 we will carry that penalty if we do not do those things which kata demands so why not rather accept the high price that has already been paid you see christ already paid in his death on our behalf for our sins of ignorance god dealt with kata by becoming the sin offering for us he died once for all sins for the sin of kata for the sin of avon and for the sin of pesha and because of this because of his tenderness and his kindness um, which with god deals with kata you see 
He, he's not as harsh when it comes to the sins of ignorance as he is to the other kinds of sins which we're going to look at later. And because he deals with the sin of Qatar in such a kind manner, so long-suffering, he pleads with us, he, he, he deals with it in such a kind way. Should we not also show more mercy towards others when they commit sins of ignorance towards us? And the Bible shows us how we should approach others who have committed kata as well. We learned that the first thing that we should do is it says we should love those who have committed ignorant sins towards us. We should pray for them so that they can also come towards salvation and a realization of these weaknesses and come to a true knowledge of sin. And we should also first do introspection, take the log out of our own eyes before we, we go in search of the speck in someone else's eye. And then we can also rebuke. After we've done that, after we've loved and prayed for them and done introspection, there is a place for rebuke. And then we must also learn to forgive. But I said forgiveness we'll deal with in detail a little bit later because sometimes when we hear the word forgive, you know, it becomes very difficult for us to to deal with sin. So let's just first deal with sin and everything else that we have to learn about sin before we deal into forgiveness. So We've spoken about kata or hamartia now, this unintentional sin. But there is a warning regarding kata and hamartia. You see, it grows. Because there's no list of sins that I can give you that perfectly falls under the category of kata or hamartia in the Greek. You see, and then a perfect list of sins that falls under avon or pesha. Because what is kata for the one person is avon for another and pesha for another. Let me explain. I might murder somebody because of kata, but somebody else might murder them in Avon and somebody else might murder them in Pesha. What do I mean? You see, if we look at the example of Paul in the Bible, Paul murdered the Christian church under the sin of kata. He did not realize what he was doing was wrong. But then Christ appeared to him on the path um, to, to, to where he was about to go and imprison them and kill them even further. And he showed him, he said to him, why are you persecuting me? Why are you killing me? What you're doing is not right. And in other words, for him, he was pardoned because he was doing it out of ignorance. But if he had continued persecuting the church after Christ had appeared to him, then his sin would have gone over into avon, an intentional sin, a purposeful sin. And if he turned his heart against the Lord and said, now I'm not just persecuting the Christian church because I think they're busy, you know, breaking the, the laws of God, but now I'm turning against God and now I'm killing them because I've now sided with Satan, then murder would become pesha, where it is full-scale rebellion against God. And this is why you can't categorize types of sins in the sense of that murder is pesha and swearing is kata. Swearing can be all three of these. It can be done ignorantly, intentionally, and in rebellion. Um, murder can be done ignorantly, intentionally, and rebe in, re in rebellion. In other words, it's not about the, 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 the sin that is committed, but it is about the intention of the heart on what you are doing. It is about the knowledge that you carry regarding whether this thing is right or wrong. It's about your experience in walking with the Lord and how much he has taught you and how much you know what is right and wrong. This is what makes a specific sin either a sin of kata, avon or pesha. An ignorant sin, an intentional sin, or a sin of rebellion. And you see, the problem is with sinners is that it blends and it grows one into the other. The seed of sin grows, and that is the danger of sin. Sin is sin.
Regardless of the liability, yes, ignorant sins hold a low liability, intentional sins a medium liability, and rebellion a very high liability, and God deals with them differently, but it still poisons the soul. It is still a sin, and it still has a very high price to pay. And God can forgive all manner of sin, the Bible says. Exodus 34 verse 6 says, um, And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God is merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercies for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Those are the three. Intentional sin, rebellion, as well as ignorance. But you see, when you commit the sin of kata or any of these three, whether it's unintentional, whether it is through ignorance, whether it is intentional or rebellions, it leaves a stain on the soul. And if we see this in the story of King David, that after his adultery with Bathsheba and the murder of Uriah, her husband, he was a broken man and he never again was as zealous as he was before he had committed this great sin, which actually was eventually a sin of rebellion. And he couldn't even rebuke the nation after that. His own son, which turned against him in rebellion and tried to take the throne from him, he couldn't rebuke. And this is really the true danger of all three types of sin. It truly is like yeast, like the Bible say. It penetrates the whole being. It affects you. It affects your well-being. It affects your body. And David talks about this where he says his body was, you know, was 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 feeling the pain of the, the sin that he had experienced. And he was talking about all three sins. So we need to be careful of kata. Even though it might seem, ach, it's done in, unintentionally. It's done out of ignorance. It's not such a bad thing. The thing is that kata leaves, leads to avon, which is the intentional sin and we can see this in the book of second samuel chapter 24 verse 10 this says it's talking about when david took the census and we see in the life of david that he speaks in psalms 32 that he says he had gone through all three stages he had gone through kata avon and he had gone through pesha and he says here um, after he took the sign census that his conscience plagued him he said i have sinned i have kata i have done unintentional sin greatly in what i have done and now i ask you O lord Take away my iniquity, take away my avon, take away my intentional sin of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. What is David saying? He's expressing the fact that his sin had graduated, that he moved from kata into avon. And we see in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 4 where it speaks about how the seed of sin grows. It says, O sinful nation. In other words, a nation that does things out of ignorance. A people who are laden with iniquity. In other words, purposeful, intentional wrongdoing. A seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. In other words, they, they allow sin to develop and to also go and spread into the lives of other people. They have forsaken the Lord. And when I hear the word forsaken, I'm hearing the word rebellion. I'm, worry, I'm hearing the word, you know, probably that they went over into Pesha. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel into anger. And they have gone away backwards. In other words, they have graduated in sin. They have gone backwards in their sanctification process. They have regressed. And we see that David admits to this regression in his life. He admits to that he has gone through the destructive path of all three, you know, levels of sin and that he wasn't the same. And he, that he's weary because of it. He says in Psalms 51 verse 1, which was his great confession of his sin, where he repented and he confessed his sin. He says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to your multitude and your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. In other words, 
Blot out my rebellion, my pesha. Take it away from me. And then he says in verse 2, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. In other words, my intentional sin, my avon. And cleanse me from my sin. Take away even my, my accidental and my sins of ignorance. Cleanse me from that. In other words, he is confessing. And he's saying, Lord, I have done these things. Please would you forgive me. Please would you blot it out. Would you wash me. Would you cleanse me from all of this. And we see this progression in his life. And we see the same kind of graduation in sin in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 18 verse 20, it says, And the Lord said, because of the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, and because their sin, kata, in other words, is very grievous. In other words, it starts off by saying that they have, they have the sin of ignorance, the sin of making mistakes, of, 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 of you know, maybe not knowing what they're doing. But then Ezekiel says that you know, it didn't stay with that kata. In Ezekiel 16 verse 49, it talks about Sodom's sin and it says, Behold, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. What was it now? Now it's called iniquity. Now it's not called sin anymore. Now it's not unintentional. Now it's called iniquity, an intentional sin. And their sin is pride. Um, fullness of bread and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. And God says now they go over into intentional sin. So we really need to be careful of thinking that kata is a low level sin with low, you know, responsibility. It, 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 it permeates the body. And, and it needs to be cut off at the root. When the sin starts sprouting in the seed, that seed must be killed. Um, the seed of sin that is planted can grow and take full fruition in the person. And if one sin, one little fault is cherished, little by little, it, it debases the character. It changes you from the inside out. The indulgence of one little evil habit breaks down the defenses of your soul. In other words, you become weaker and weaker and open to the leading of Satan so that he can continue to lead you astray. And where now you start willfully overstepping the line, which is the definition of of Avon, where now you you know what is wrong and you still choose to do what is wrong. And this becomes now very more dangerous than the other one. And the only safeguard for us is to really do the prayer of David. The prayer of David in Psalm 17 verse 5 that says, Hold up my goings in thy path, that my footsteps slip not. In other words, so that I do not slip, so that I don't move over from kata into Avon, so that I don't go from, you know, sins of ignorance into intentional sins. Help me to stop at kata, to overcome that seed. Uh, it's almost like kata is the seed and Avon is the little um, seedling and then Pesha is the full plant of sin. Psalm 17 verse 5 says, Do not let me graduate in my sin. Do not let me move over from Qatar to Avon. Let me rather overcome my weaknesses because each step becomes harder. It becomes harder to conquer sin um, and to overcome it and to destroy it. And it eventually destroys your morality. And this is why we need to be careful. And it influences spread further than just you. This is why we really need to be careful in all levels of sin. Because it, it's never just you that's affected by your sin, any of these levels of sin, um, your sins, your weaknesses, your transgressions, your iniquities, it affects your family, it affects your spouse, it affects your children, it affects their friends and family, it affects the church and the community, your work colleagues, and everybody that you come in contact with. And we see this in the life of David. It affected his son, his son to also be rebellious, and many of his sons were rebellious. We see that it affected his, his kingdom, his reign, and those around him, that now his subjects thought 
thought that, well, if the king can commit sin, then we can also commit sin, you know. Um, and this is the dangerous ripple effect of graduating in your sin and even allowing the low levels of sin, which is kata. So let us consider then what we should do. As the Bible says, let us confess, let us repent of kata, even though it might seem light and trivial in our sights. And may we then learn to rather do what is good. May we learn to grow in righteousness. May we practice to do that which is right so that we will overcome every single aspect of sin so that it will not eat us up from the inside that it will not destroy us from the inside out and that we will be overcomers by the grace of God and by the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us let us invite him into us today so that we will practice the good things as opposed to allowing the evil things to take root and to grow inside of us may God bless you The Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus 27836584296. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at 8 a.m. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus 27836584296. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.